10-5, he's into the end zone, touchdown Arkansas State. Deflected into the hands of Feltz, Avery for three, hits! Cover is safe, the Red Wolves have walked it off! Welcome to the Second to None Podcast, the A-State Podcast, presented by Simmons Bank. Now, here's a couple of guys who know the Red Wolves like no one else, Matt Stoltz and Brad Bobo. And we welcome you in to the Second to None Podcast, presented by Simmons Bank. As we head towards July, the A-State football program continues to work hard. And, you know, they're working in particular on their 2023 class. And they received their third in-state commitment over the weekend. Benton offensive lineman Walker Davis made his verbal commitment. And usually we don't talk a lot about the verbal yeah. commitments. That's not something we do, but we are seeing a lot of activity now as Butch Jones and his staff have kind of turned their focus more on this 2023 class. And the last couple of weeks now have been a, a big time for them. Yeah, they have, uh, once they kind of got a commitment in the 23 class, and it kind of seemed like they were clicking off one a day or one every couple of days. And, and then the coolest part that you know, the bulk of those, short of one or maybe two to this point, have been kids from Arkansas. Yeah. Which has been cool. Now, you know, the hay's not in the barn. It's no. a long time till December. Well, we know how this stuff plays out. That's why, you know, the, the two of us kind of view that same, hey, it's awesome. I want them to get every kid they're after, but we don't get too hung up on recruits or commitments. We're all about signees, though. We sure are. We love the signees. They're Red Wolves. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully yeah, Walker yeah. Davis hopefully stays committed. And the two other in-state commits that have come along recently uh, for that 2023 class. There's also been a kid, you know, Marquise Harris is a 6'5 receiver out of Bossier City that has committed. He actually, he said, he, he has on his Twitter bio, he's a 2022, but he has tweeted out his commitment picking A-State over Louisiana Tech and Grambling, I think were his last, his final three. And then, uh, you know, earlier in the week or over the weekend, Arkansas State was listed uh, as one of the five finalists for his kid, Anthony Miles, a big lineman out of Birmingham. And I mentioned that because I really am not big on finalists. But No, I don't like uh, that. But it, it's interesting here because it's, it's a state along with either Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, Georgia Tech, or Indiana. Well, we're seeing a state compete more with some of those big-name schools. So, that's always good to see. So as we look at what the football program's doing in recruiting, that, that's one focus right now. But uh, some A-State track and field athletes also were representing the Scarlet and Black this past weekend in Eugene, Oregon. Shelby Melvin placed fourth in the 400-meter hurdles at the USA Track and Field Under-20 Outdoor Championships. Great to see her show out well in Eugene. Grayson Young finishing 11th in the men's 3,000 meters. And A-State assistant coach Will Williams also competed in those USA track and field championships. And he finished fourth in the long jump. And with that, he's made the team for the World Athletics Championships. If you ever saw or you hear or you go look online at the roster, the coaching roster at Arkansas State, you're going to see a lot of former, I say a lot, but you're going to see some former athletes like Shreek and Elvis and different ones. There's there's a handful of them who will be listed as kind of volunteer assistants, which is twofold. They get to, you know, stay and work with the athletes, 
make the current Arkansas State team better, but in doing so, let's give them a chance to continue to work out themselves. These two athletes are wanting to compete at the professional level, so they're kind of killing two birds with one stone. We'll kind of keep the focus with track and field because when we come back, we're going to have a A-State senior. He just completed his senior season with the track and field team. Two-time All-American Bennett Pascoe joins us next here on the Second to None podcast presented by Simmons Bank. When we play today, we win something bigger than ribbons or trophies. We win our tomorrows. Wherever we play, wherever we fight, wherever we overcome odds, we're winning our way. Simmons Bank is committed to supporting women athletes in the communities we serve and are proud to be an official sponsor of A-State Women's Athletics. Not just for a season, but for a winning future. Seasons are short, but fierce is forever. Simmons Bank, member FDIC. And we welcome you back into the Second to None podcast presented by Simmons Bank. We're pleased to be joined in studio today by our buddy Bennett Pascoe of the A-State track team. He just wrapped up his senior season as a Red Wolf. This is the second time that we've visited with Bennett. (laughs) The first time was a great visit. It was incredible, but there were a total of four people that heard that visit, (laughs) and they were all in the room when it happened. Just like Hamilton. (laughs) Yeah, we were in the room where it happened. That's right. Here, I thought you guys deleted it, so that's 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 good to hear. Well, yeah, it, it was really good, and and just you know, sometimes technology happens, and we've had a lot of great visits throughout the course of this podcast, and every one of them, the interviews actually been saved, and in this particular case, Bennett leaves the room, we click the save button and the computer crashes and we're thinking man that was a great interview a really enjoyable 30 minutes but nobody (laughs) is going to have a chance to hear it but we're glad you're back and we get to do this a second time i'd love to be back happy to be back all right so that first visit had come in late february and at that point you had just come off a meet record at the sunbelt indoors that was in the mile and had completed a three-peat as a team in the indoor championships. But since then, we've had a whole outdoor season. So Very true. we've got a lot more to talk about now. A season where you repeated as the Sunbelt champion in both the 1,500 meters and the 3,000-meter steeplechase. You broke meet records in both events. Later went to the national championships and made the finals of the steeplechase, finishing 12th and earning second-team All-American honors for a second straight year. And I got to think that's not a bad way to go out as a Red Wolf. Yeah, not a bad way to go out. Uh, I'd say... You probably were talking to a cockier Bennett back in the day, back whenever we had the first podcast. Now it's just maybe a, a humbled has been, but uh, it's been a bittersweet two weeks of being off and being done running. But, it, but looking back on it, I've been I've been a blessed runner, definitely. So it's hard not to be too upset. So why? I mean, I think I, I know what the answer will be, but just mm. beyond that, why humbled? Yeah, I made it to nationals last year. Wasn't expecting too much. Excited to be there, but uh, fell flat in that final race, and was pretty upset by it. But not too upset. But coming around this year, a little more cocky, a little more, a little more uh, confident. 
and then that final race comes around again and it just same thing happens you get you get I'll I'll be at this year there was some fast really fast guys so even I'd say the year prior I'd maybe had to thought thought of a chance I could could have won it but this year there had been some guys who had really stood out during the season and had solidified themselves as really as some some top tier guys in the nation so I knew I was top 5 would have been a, a huge honor I would have loved it but I mean when that race rolled around it just didn't get it to click. I don't know. Something, the heebie-jeebies of that big, the big race or something like that. I don't know. But that's, I'd say that's why, definitely why it's a bittersweet Well, let ending. me try to make you feel better here. <laughs> You're the first distance All-American in program history, and you became that last season, but you're the first to repeat as All-American in any men's track event since Jalen Bacon back in 2017 and 2018. So when you look back at that and think big picture, I know it's it's still only been a couple of weeks. That's something you can certainly be proud of. Yeah, you're you're very right. Everyone around me has definitely been, been awesome in helping me realize that and seeing the bigger picture and how blessed I've been to be part of this awesome Arkansas State track team and how much I've been able to contribute. But uh, yeah, it's, it's still going to be that uh, I don't think I'll ever be able to get it out of my mind, that little somewhat tarnished legacy of my collegiate career of having shown up to these big races and just maybe not pulling through. So I think I'll, I'll definitely be able to use that for, which we'll hopefully talk about here in a bit, about maybe a, a career after college. So, so how many people you think in the country ran the steeplechase yeah a fair amount it's i mean to humble myself more i'll say i'll even i think i'm sure i've mentioned this but the steeplechase is not the most famous event in track and field and it's not even amongst people who uh people who run track probably don't even i mean aren't sure or well they're not tough enough the grittiness thank you (laughs) but the bottom line is however many that number is oh yeah all but 12 of them in a heartbeat Mm -hmm. would sign up to run their worst race <laughs> in the national championship finals. Very true. Yes, sir. <laughs> and I'm not saying you're in your worst race. It was close. It was a, it was a bad race. It was a, <laughs> it's what, I mean, it's, that's how it goes in the, it's, it's multiplied in the steeplechase whenever you have to jump over things and you're super tired. But whenever you just hit that wall in a 5k, you can kind of, you just like, you drop out, you slow down. But in the steeplechase, you slow down very fast and very quickly because the jumping over those hurdles becomes priority and not falling on your face mm-hmm. whenever you're hurting. So it was a little more noticeable, <laughs> a little more noticeable with me. Do you think this past year, going the second time mm-hmm. in the semis, did you have a, and I think Coach Jesse Duvall had said mm-hmm. on my show with me that he felt you did have a better grasp in the semifinals of the notion that finishing fifth is finishing first. Very true. Yeah, I I learned previously I'd called myself a prelims. I'd give myself the nickname of prelims Pasco, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, which I never had. It's I mean that's confidence going into a prelims race at least. But then that kind of that that name that nickname will stay true with not being able to to finish it in the final so that's that's all that was just a funny joke we had but uh yeah it's I learned that I mean I didn't feel as good as I would have liked to whenever you finish fifth and uh in the, in that prelims race you probably would like to have get the confidence of I didn't give it my all I, I maybe I saved something for the finals but uh it was it was a painful race as well so I that's there was just something maybe during my training during my leading up to the finals that just wasn't right and that's I mean that's all it takes for when you're at that level when everybody else is at their peak 
something just not clicking right can tear you apart. So I think that that's what I learned. Definitely. I, I feel like we're just trying to build Bennett up. Here. <laughs> I, I've never seen a more disappointed all American <laughs> than Bennett Pascoe. I'm, I'm, I'm just sad. I'm done running for, I mean, I, I love, I loved, I loved Arkansas state. I loved the way they, they recruited me. They, they treated me well. I never speaking of that. I mean, now the transfer portal is such a big deal. Maybe not such a big of a deal in track, but I mean, whenever people get that, they get that limelight. Or they do well at a, a school, a, a, G, a group of five school. They get that that rush. Maybe I could do something bigger somewhere else. But Arkansas State never gave me a reason to, to to pursue that. So it was. I mean, I had friends here. I had family, or my wife was here, and I, I loved the I loved all the coaches. So it was. It was I'm appreciative of Arkansas State, and I'm sad sad that I'm done. Did you ever get any that. feelers? anybody everybody try to get to you and say, "Hey, you interested in bouncing out?" You know, we're not going to name names. It's a yes no, or no question. Yeah, no, no. I I would have liked. I, I, there's always that feeling of like maybe I'll put my name in it and just withdraw immediately. Just, I'll tell my coaches <laughs> I'm going to put my name in it just to see what who just would, who would want me. Yeah, just huh? out of curiosity, who would want me? It's the the ego uh, ego stroke probably. Sure, but uh, I never. There was no legal contacting of me uh no other runners from other school because that's how kind of how they do it the other runners will dm you on instagram and say hey unprompted finger quotes from without their coaches knowing to, <laughs> to let you know we're interested in you running for us but no i never got maybe i missed them hopefully missed some dms but <laughs> i never got that no I do want to kind of go back and tell your story and i know this yeah. is some of the stuff we covered the first time we sat down but you, but you came from hmm. An athletic family, correct? Yeah, yeah. My dad was a he was a runner for Washita Baptist back when they actually had they had a team. So they're actually renewing it this year. So that's a big some big news as well. He ran for them for two years. Did his uh, time in the army. So he's I mean he, and even all my uncle was a all American pole vaulter, which I never tried my hand at. Maybe I could have maybe could have done. He was pole vault Pasco. He pole vaulted for Arkansas. He was a razor. He did back whenever John McConnell. He was under John, the famous track coach, and he yeah. almost would have gone to the Olympics, but broke his hand at that fun, one of his final meets. So on his way to the Olympics, which have been pretty was a pretty sad thing that happened to him. But yeah, family always wanted me to do sports. I went to a small school, private school, Conley Christian, and did every sport I could because we didn't have enough people to do every sport. So it was a weird, a weird dynamic there. But I think it, it definitely it allowed me to help me become the better runner that I am today. It was a small school, but you were a two-time state champion mm. in the mile. You won state in the 800 meters, also in cross country. Mm. Still, because it was a small school, yeah. you were not highly recruited, right? Very true. Yeah. I mean, that being said, I was a I'll, <laughs> every, every other runner on the team that's from out of state and knows that I'm a state champion is very jealous of that fact because Arkansas... I'm sure you guys know has the blessing of having too many categories, too many divisions. Unlike a lot of those like states that only have three or four, we got like six or seven, and that two A one A is not <laughs> not to hurt not to hurt anybody's feelings, but two A and one A in track and field and cross country is not very competitive. Were you, were you, a, were you a class two A sprinter? I was a two. I could have been, <laughs> perhaps. So I, I knew I. I knew that going in because you see everybody else's time because track and field is a you can have a two way football player think he's the best in the world he could be the, he could he could think he's the best in the nation without knowing he's not the best in the nation 
But as a track and field, as a miler, you know my time just doesn't stack up to this guy's time. Clock is the same. The clock is the clock is the same everywhere. A state like Illinois, some of my teammates are on. They have three classifications, and some of the best runners come are actually really good track and field state. But uh, yeah, they they barely made it to their conference, and some of them had better high school times than I did. So it's pretty it's pretty funny. It's always a funny thing to talk about. And when you came to A State, you actually mm-hmm. walked on here. I correct? did, yes, sir. I was a uh, A State was probably I had a meeting with Hendricks in town with Conway. That's an expensive school, <laughs> expensive school, uh, without much uh, track and field, without sport athletic compensation. But uh, that was, I mean, Hendricks was probably my only other contact, honestly, which is weird to think about looking back on it. But A State gave me that shot, and everybody else is real dumb, aren't they? <laughs> I'll I'll let them decide that for sure. <laughs> you got to campus and and obviously had to work your way up into a two-time All-American. But kind of when you look back on the journey of just your time at Arkansas mm-hmm. State and how far you've come, you know, just big picture. Yeah. When you look back on that, what do you think about? Some amazing memories looking back on it. I mean, coming in as a freshman to a D1 school. I was hoping to make travel team. I was at seven guys in cross country. Usually seven guys get to go to a big meet. And that was my, that was my world. I would look at yeah, freshman Bennett would have, would have no idea where he was today, which is, it's, it's, it's always a good feeling, but, uh, kept working hard. The team atmosphere got better and better throughout the year, made closer and closer friends with everybody on the team, which is always, that's just sports in general. The longer you suffer with someone, that's a more of a common bond you have with them, and then you just become closer. So that's kind of how our whole team, how most teams, I'm sure, are formed. But I had a pretty nice stair-step career with getting to go to conference my freshman year, getting to go to regionals that next year, getting to go to nationals the the after COVID, the year after that. So it's, And then, I mean, the trial Olympic trials were also a big part of that. So it's been... I didn't shoot up too quickly, I'll say that, definitely. So I want to know, and again, not like trying to <laughs> kick a guy. Oh, yeah. But I want to flip it around because, like you said, you, you were upset the way it ended. Mm. And so when you look at going into your last hoorah, mm. and you got the world by the tail, and then all of a sudden you get to your final outdoor season, it's kind of time to shine and mm. probably fighting health a little bit, and then – get edged out, finish second at the conference, and, and then even it doesn't end on the note you want to end on in Eugene, even though you got there, and most people just want to get there. True. What do you think? If you get, and maybe it's too close right now, but as you get a little further down the line in life and look back, what do you think is last year taught you? I think it taught me to appreciate. A fifth year has been a, lo- is a long time running, is a long time running collegiately. and Some people even do it longer, which I definitely respect. But I was, I guess, I mean, I don't, you get that feeling of being worn out. You get that feeling of being fatigued after so many, so many years of it. I, I wish I did appreciate it more that final year, this last year. I wish I was more observant of kind of like the whole special situation I've, I found myself in. But I think it's been a, it's been an honor. I mean, I've what taught me the most is just to live in the moment. Definitely, it's always what people say, but it's too, it's too hard to do. And I mean, I guess that's why people say it all the time. It's just so important. And you win these individual titles mm. in the Sun Belt and Sun Belt champion in multiple events, indoor and outdoor. But I'm just, during this conversation, continuing to have the thought that you were almost solely focused on getting back to nationals mm. 
and competing in that steeplechase. Did everything else, all those other accomplishments, kind of take a backseat to what you were ultimately trying to get to at the national yeah, championships? Definitely a better way, a good, great way to put it. I, I think uh, that was kind of was I was obsessed with it. I knew that I had that expectations of myself to to possibly become. I mean, that just that title of being a national champion is so alluring and so coveted. But uh, I think that definitely didn't not hurt my my experience my fifth year, but it definitely controlled it. Definitely, it was a uh, it was running a good race or running a good time was was definitely not as spe- not as relished, I guess, as much as I would have normally without having that uh, nationals. I mean, the the training schedule is you know pretty rigid, mm. a lot going on there. Plus, you know these the the things you're picking up degrees in are not easy. They're they're going to have a lot of time demands. <laughs> That's fair. And you kind of go through the last part of this journey as a married man. Mm-hmm. What what was that like? Mixing that into the the rest of uh, the things that needed your time. Yeah, I'll, bl- I'll blame it. I'll, be, I'll blame it all on my, us getting a dog. <laughs> when I didn't want to, I, I was the pushback of no, we don't need a dog. <laughs> I didn't want to take care. Of, I mean, it's been he's a he's the best now. But in that moment, I was I was the one fighting against getting a dog. So. I'll blame it. I'll blame it all on that. Now, being it's been awesome living in the little married community we got at A State. There's a little on campus village, but uh, me and Kendra have been. She's been my rock. She's all. It's been, it's been awesome having. I mean, living with someone who supports you like that and uh, has always been there for you. So, I'd say that's always a plus. It was awesome having her as my my support team the whole year. And then the distractions that usually come with that. I mean, I'd say that no, no, nothing. Like that could have hurt uh, my running. I mean, obviously, I, I got a job, and the win- the fall because you get that feeling getting married. I, I need to I need to be a, a man. I need to be a supporter. I gotta make some money. <laughs> I have a future. Mm-hmm. You got a <laughs> wife and a I dog. Got to a wife and a dog. Dog to feed. That's a, dogs are a lot more expensive than I thought. But uh, <laughs> I couldn't use that any of that as an excuse, honestly. I because every there's people who have so much people who run still are, are athletes that have so much more against them that persevere and triumph. So, I mean, you just got to look at that and then become, observe that. So uh, let's hear what you, you said. You're, she's your rock. Now, how far back do you guys go? We are high school sweethearts. Okay. So that probably makes it easy the fact that she, mm-hmm. she kind of knew what she signed oh, up Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She she followed me to A-State. Uh, we, were, we were in the same high school. We were a year apart. I was running up here. We did long distance for a year, but uh, she followed. She got to come up here, and now it's 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 interesting you say that because now I'm the we're in a spot now because I mean I'm done running. I'm we're out of college. We got to decide what we're gonna do. We got to know what we're doing with our life. So this summer's been pretty impactful on that. It's been pretty interesting, but we're deciding. I'm following her. So she's going to PT school. She'll be going to Conway. Back, We're going back to Conway. She'll be going to UCA. So now I'm do the job scramble, do the job search back in the hometown. You referenced earlier possibly continuing your mm. running career. What are the plans there? Yeah. So running the track and field has not as robust a, a professional league or anything like that that every other sport, a lot of other sports have. That where you just like you know you're a professional if you make it there, but for running it's but it's actually I mean it's a beautiful way it's a beautiful sport where someone can be a stay-at-home mom or someone can be someone just an average Joe and start training and then if they get that time I mean they all you have to do is show up to a sanctioned meet 
And if you run good enough or you perform good enough, you're qualified for the national meet. So, I mean, it's awesome how that works. I am fortunate enough to have a coach in Coach Duvall, Coach Jesse, who um, has offered to keep coaching me, or he knows a professional club coach who he will work with closely, who actually is now the coach at, head coach at Little Rock. So he's a, they kind of were forming a little pro club team. We'll have, I'll be running with Seth Waters, who was graduated recently, graduated with me, who's been a, one of my best friends the whole time. And in track and field, that's all it takes. You just got to find someone to run with and someone to train with, and you're a semi-pro. <laughs> we probably talked about this last time. If not, we have somewhere along the way. But yeah. you mentioned, I, I, I talked about Jesse Duvall. You just yeah. mentioned him. When he came in and, and started working with you guys mm. as distance runners, all of a sudden, that seemed to be the last piece of the puzzle in terms of cross-country championships and the yeah. distance runners you know, doing the things oh, yeah. they were doing at the conference level. Mm. Why? What? What? What makes him so What's, good? What is so special about Coach Jess? Uh, he's he he was a he was a runner at A State, and I mean, there's always that joke where a lot of times the the best runner, the best athletes are never the best coaches. Yeah. And he had a, an he had an unfortunate career at A State where he was injured the whole time. He I'm sure looking back on it, he wishes he could have run a little faster. But A State back then also was pretty <laughs> not to trash on us, but we were pretty weak in the distance events. But I mean, he just has a knack. I mean, he's been through it. He know he's got a knack for coaching. He's got he's a natural people person. He knows how to talk to you and to motivate. He's been through it with us. He's been he's recruited very well. I'm very highly of everyone he's brought in. It's kind of he's cult. He's whenever you're coaching track and field, I just assume it's mostly about a cult or environment building and culture and building because you can just write down run eight miles and a training plan and I'm sure a lot of people might get the same benefit physically but whenever you're slogging eight miles in the 100 degree summer heat like we some people have been this summer it's just uh you got to be you have to have that culture cultivated of we're winners we we win we have to we're doing it all together and we just will survive and we're gonna keep performing so he's just done an amazing job at that and uh, something I'll always be thankful for him of. Brad mentioned earlier, you definitely were challenging yourself in the classroom while you were at A-State. Biotechnology and chemistry, is that right? That was. I was a double major for, I, mean, I came in like every science, every, every biology person wanting to be pre-med and realizing that that's a big future. That's a lot to, to do while running as well. Some people do, some people are great multitaskers and can do both be an athlete and be a pre-med student, which is all hats off to you, but I was not that person. And I switched, pivoted to biotechnology where I thought something like genetics or something like that would be super interesting, which it is. But then uh, fine, after five or four years of that, I graduated with the, about that biotech and that chemistry. The chemistry was just kind of like, it's a, it's a Bachelor of Arts in chemistry, which is something you don't think is a thing, but it's just like a little, <laughs> I was like, what, like, what is that? <laughs> but a lot of like people I was coming up with, like, oh, we could do a double major because, because the B of A was just like two classes off the normal biology uh, major. So uh, it was funny just to get that, to tack that on. So I, uh, yeah, I'm a double major, but I, I took like two more classes than I needed to do for it, but I'm thinking food science is what I was okay. something like that. That's where we're leaning right now. Okay, we're in Arkansas. I'm probably we're probably staying here. The big genetic genome researchers aren't really here in Arkansas. I could have really worked for them. But uh, I'm hoping to do something in the the ag field probably now. Definitely. You mentioned how far this A State 
track program has come just in the time that you've been here. Mm-hmm. And here you are at the top of the Sun Belt, multiple mm-hmm. team titles oh, yeah. in addition to all your individual Sun Belt Conference championships. Just kind of talk about the state of the program right now. Yeah. With the changing, we haven't really been affected by the, I'm sure some sports have, I haven't really heard about the, the effects of the changing of the athletic directors and all that with uh, with them, but we've always been pretty self-sustaining, I guess, with Coach Patchell at the helm, and uh, he's just, his philosophy of bringing in people who care about the sport, who would be here no matter what, even without a culture like uh, ours. He, I mean, he's Coach Patchell's more... He, He's not much of the motivational type. He knows he he selects people who already have that drive. Because I mean, it's college. You we're running. It's not high school. You don't have to motivate people. You don't have to give them a rally. We work almost. We're adults. We know what we're here for. He does a great job of recruiting people who know what it takes to be a champion. And I think that's why he's been so successful at why he is. And I, he's done. He's continued to do that. He's bringing in a great class this year. Coach Jesse's brought in. The most we probably we've ever brought in. Just I think people like these freshmen or these high school seniors see that and they they see how successful we've been and they just want to be a part of that. So I think it's it's a success breeds success. So it's awesome to see that. I'd have a hard time picturing Coach Patchell giving the big <laughs> <Yeah>. rah rah speech. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Pre, I'll give you a sneak peek into our pre conference when we're at the conference. We'll sit down at the hotel and we'll hand out our our <laughs> our number bibs. It says, "All right." <laughs> You know what we're here for. Let's let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, that that works. That's all it takes. Yep. I love it. Yeah, that's all it should. Honestly. So it's been a couple of weeks since mm-hmm. the national championships. I know that you want to eventually run again, but have you taken some time off the oh, last yeah. two weeks? Oh yeah. What's it like <laughs> not going out there and running every day? Yeah. So the the collegiate runner life is get done with outdoor track, take two weeks off maybe, and then start your, your summer mileage, which is some of the most grueling mileage because you're trying to train for cross-country, which is more of a distance-based race and more a longer distance than what you're usually used to. So you're running more miles to get used to that. So that starts up immediately two weeks after you're done, and you got a whole summer of 100-degree heat in Arkansas running. So I am very happy not to be doing that right now. Eating a few more cheeseburgers. I have been, I have been gorging myself. I mean, look I've at been, him. He's <laughs> let himself go. <laughs> yeah, the, you can tell. He's, obviously, yeah, he's, he's he's darn near a <laughs> buck and a quarter over here. <laughs> I've been trying. I'm trying my hardest to to get there. You, you uh, want to beef up a little bit? Oh huh? yeah, oh yeah. I mean, hey, I need. To, it's always always fun to maybe to hit the gym and beef up a little bit, but I. I've been I've been loving it. I'm, I'm two weeks off. That first week getting done with nationals, I was not depressed, but I was definitely reminiscent on that, reminiscent on the whole career. But it's I've we're past it. We're we're going to something else. We're moving on, and uh, I'll enjoy some more sodas now <laughs> than what I used to. We were talking before we sat down to do the interview, and uh, I was telling you I was on vacation mm. this past week. Went to Washington D.C. Oh, yeah. and one of my favorite places. To run is, mm. is at D.C., just running around the National Mall, and I always like running up the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, and I think I told you yeah. that, that may be my favorite place to run. Do you have a favorite spot oh you like to run? That's a great question. Favorite place ever ran. I mean, just that feeling of of running out on the beach, honestly. I love I love that. I love... There's that difference of running out on the on the sand and how difficult that can be, honestly, and uh-huh. how... Uh, Versus running out in the, up in the mountains and feeling 
hurting after one step <laughs> in the altitude. So I'm. Mean, it's just been. I've been blessed to go to, to Panama City and I've ran in uh, Park City, Utah. So I mean, it's out of those two. There's some. Uh, there's been some amazing runs up the up the mountains and on the beach. So it's hard to choose. So as an adult here, let's say, and obviously you're going to compete. There's more mm-hmm. competing. But if you were going to do something else besides mm. you know, the, the trying to be a pro, if you were just doing something on the side for Bennett, would yeah. you be more likely to want to train for a marathon distance oh. or would you want to do something that's like a, for lack of a term, like one of those tough mudder deals? Yeah. Of, the sense of kind of bringing running through water oh. and whatnot. There's some crazy, crazy cool things out. Like like my dad was an adventure runner, which is, a, it was like the Washita Adventure Challenge or something like that where you, you have a compass, <laughs> you have, you have some other, you have like, overnight tools to, to sleep the night and they just they tell you where to go and you have to make it there and there's like there's canoeing there's camping there's you just have to survive you survive survival I'm sure it's like a survival run a 10k or, or marathon or something like that but that those those are awesome uh, he's done a marathon he set that up for me I'd love to eventually or not a marathon uh, Iron Man which is a lot harder than yeah. a marathon it's the marathon within marathon's one part of it yeah one part of it so uh, if I could learn to swim better I'm not the not the best swimmer <laughs> that's that's the big the big if but I'd love to eventually try to do that I'm actually right after this I'll be going to Craighead to play some frisbee golf so maybe not running related but if that opportunity presented itself I'd be a pro pro frisbee golf player definitely that's that's the goal well Bennett you've had quite the career at Arkansas mm-hmm. State it's been a great career I know you're Thank still you. yeah. not thinking about that at the moment but congratulations on everything you've achieved at A-State being a two-time All-American in the steeplechase now and Thanks for coming back in and yeah. doing this, man. This oh my has God. been fun. Oh my, thank Even you. better the second time <laughs> we did it. Way better. Thank you. Thank, and I'd like to thank you all so much for letting me say my story and letting all these athletes say their story, too. It's been it's awesome to hear that, and it's awesome to awesome to be able to do that. So thank you all so not, much. Not bad for a kid whose choices were come here without a scholarship <laughs> or go run at some place that I'd not Yeah, run. yeah, exactly. Definitely. Thank you all. That's Bennett Pascoe joining us here on the Second to None podcast presented by Simmons Bank. We've got more to come right after this. You raised your family here. Did every July 4th here? Refinished the floors here twice. Sized up your daughter's boyfriends here? Waited in the doorway all day when your son was coming home on leave. This place has given you all you've dreamed of, and now it's giving again in the form of a gourmet kitchen and the quietest dishwasher known to man. Realize your dream with a home equity line of credit from Simmons Bank. Dreams realized. SimmonsBank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, subject to credit approval. Wrapping things up here on the Second to None podcast, presented by Simmons Bank. Really enjoyed that visit with Bennett Pascoe. And you know what I hope? I just hope we cheered him up a little bit. Because <laughs> that young man was down about... The national championships and look we we were just talking about it even off the air we get it but at the same time I, I hope he steps back here very soon and realizes just how far he's come from being a walk-on to a two-time all-american and man he's represented a state and the track and field program in a big time way yeah there's only you know only 12 runners in the country wouldn't be willing to finish 12th in that race the rest of them can't get there and I understand, you know, he's at, was going at such a high level. I understand why he he was disappointed with that. But he had one heck of a career and really helped, you know, usher in Arkansas State to just this 
level of kind of owning the Sun Belt it had attained. Do want to mention another school that had a big time accomplishment this past weekend. The Ole Miss baseball team winning the national championship. And one thing that I've always admired about Ole Miss, and look, I know what happened here in the last couple of weeks. Uh-huh. Further back than that, here in the last couple of months, you go back at the end of the regular season, and last week of the season, Ole Miss decides it would be in the best interest of their program and their RPI not to come to Jonesboro. So they didn't come to Tomlinson Stadium that day, and they ended up being the last team in to the NCAA tournament. They go on to win the national championship. But for a really long time, A-State and Ole Miss have had a home-and-home agreement in baseball. And that's something that you really don't see a lot of when you look at Sunbelt and SEC teams going head-to-head. And when you look at Ole Miss's schedule, they don't have a lot of just true home-and-homes as far as the non-conference. But it's been a long-standing agreement, and I think a lot of it has been the respect between Mike Bianco and, and going even back to Keith Kessinger. Had a lot of respect for each other there. And then same thing with Tommy Raffo. Those two have had a great relationship over the years and have been able to keep this going. But I've always respected that Ole Miss has maintained this agreement. And these two teams have had this home and home for many years. And for that reason, and the fact that our good friend David Kellum, who uh, he's been doing the play-by-play forever at Ole Miss. Uh, was able to call a national championship this past weekend. I- excited about that and, and well, good for those guys. Alongside our friend Brad Henderson. Yeah, former mm-hmm. A-State assistant coach. Uh, David did a great job. And then, you know, kind of Brad's addition to the championship call was, you know, DK, the last team ends, the last team standing. Yeah, and that's true. And what a story that was. And... uh so, yeah, there are a lot of good folks over there. You know, Keith Kessinger, you know, had sat in Hindu's chair before that. And then he got out of doing all the radio and I think doing home uh, TV on baseball. So, you know, he's still involved. And I saw a photo over the weekend where Don Kessinger was in Omaha. Yeah. Watching yeah, the Rebels. And I think that's awesome uh, that DK got to be there. So now, you know, Donnie Kessinger has seen the Chicago Cubs win the World Series and now he's seen the the Ole Miss Rebels win a national championship in baseball. Yeah, and just really excited that uh, you know, he's able to see that. So, uh a big accomplishment for the Ole Miss baseball program. Congratulations to them for winning the Men's College World Series in Omaha. Anything else you need to talk about before we wrap things up? I mean, I think the, the best thing about the college baseball season ending and the college world series being a book, so I don't have to see anything else about that dopey jello shot chart. <laughs> uh, people are so silly. I mean, well, it, it's made just, such it just shows a big deal. Out and, of that. and look, and I do think, I think I saw where the people that own that bar eventually at one point before it's over, like, you know what, this has been so crazy. We're giving X amount of everyone to some charity and good on them. But like people are so gullible that, you know, that, that you can run some businesses numbers through the roof in the name of competition or voting on the best of this and the best of that. And there are so many awards you can win this world to have a price tag to them. Yeah. If if you buy this, you become a best of that, and just and so th- this is one of those, those Jello shot deal. 
people laughing all the way to the bank, getting these dopes to compete against each other, buying you know cups of Jello with a drop of alcohol in it. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Packets of Jello you can buy for four dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> 84 is that right no i don't know okay well it wouldn't surprise me i I probably would believe that hey we appreciate bennett pasco coming in also thanks to uh caleb garner from a state sports information for uh, setting that up for us for brad i'm matt have a great week you've been listening to the second to none podcast presented by simmons bank